Hi friends. The world is crazy in general, all the time. Honestly, the world's always crazy. There's always something going on. And more and more, I personally am seeing the need to see the world through spiritual eyes, to see what God is doing so that I don't get wrapped up in the craziness of the world. And I'm seeing more and more how important it is to have a kingdom perspective. And so today I want to share with you how to see the world through spiritual eyes and how to develop that kingdom perspective and why it's important because it is, it's so important. So I'm going to base this conversation on a passage in Genesis, Genesis 50, 19 through 21. But before we do, I want to pray over you and invite the Lord into this time. So please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share one of the things that you've taught me about looking at the world um, through your word, Lord. Father, I thank you that as Christians, we are able to look not just with natural eyes, but with supernatural eyes, with spiritual eyes to see what's really going on. Father, I thank you that when we ask you to help us and when we lean into you, you draw us into your kingdom perspective and you give us the tools and the wisdom to see things in the long run, the long game of your heavenly kingdom perspective, Lord. God, we need that so bad in our world right now, Father. So I just ask that everyone who's reached by the sound of my voice, that you would touch them, Lord, that you would help them to see how you see, help them to see what's going on in the world the way you see it, help them to see not just with their natural eyes, but with a supernatural spiritual eyes, Father. Lord, I ask that you would be in this time that you would just put a filter over my mouth so that only that which is from you will come out and that it will be a blessing to those who are listening in your name. Amen. All right, friends. So we're going to talk about Genesis 50, 19, 19 through 21. Apparently I'm having a hard time talking today. Um, so I'm reading from the NLT and I'm going to read the passage. But Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. So Joseph's brothers, okay, a little context. Joseph's brothers were worried that because their father had died, Joseph would now take the opportunity to take revenge upon them for, sell, um, for their past sin of selling him into slavery. Um, and so this passage is his response to their communication of that worry. And here's the deal, guys. Oh, guys, this is so important. Joseph's brothers had abused him. They had stolen from him, right? They beat him up and threw him in a pit. And then they literally stole his life from him by selling him to traders, to slave traders who took him to Egypt. And so he was removed from his family and lost everything. So he had every reason to hold on to anger and want to punish his brothers. Every reason. Every reason, every right. Really, from, from a, a worldly perspective, from a, from a natural perspective, he had every reason and every right. But instead, Joseph chose to use the circumstances he, has, he experienced as opportunities to draw closer to God. 
and develop a deeper relationship with God. As he developed that deeper, closer relationship with the Lord, Joseph was blessed with spiritual visions. Here's the deal, guys. Spiritual vision, kingdom perspective comes from relationship with God. You cannot have spiritual vision, a supernatural perspective, a kingdom perspective, if you are not in relationship with God. You can't because it comes from him. So God blessed Joseph with spiritual vision. And Joseph, because of that spiritual vision, God or Joseph was able to see how God used the sin of his brothers to work everything out for the good of not only Joseph and his family, but for all the nations in the known world. Because there was that famine. And if Joseph, you know, God orchestrated all of that to take, so that Joseph would be in Egypt before the famine so that Joseph could prepare and thereby saving the lives of hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. We don't really know how many people were alive back then, but there were a lot. Nations were saved. God was able to take what was meant for evil, what was meant to steal and kill and destroy and turn it into the salvation of the lives of hundreds of thousands of people. That's just so profound. So profound because God's the same God he was then. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Who he was in that circumstance is the same. He is the exact same today in your circumstance. So whatever you're going through, Whatever that's happened that is to you, happened to you, whatever your circumstances are, God can turn them into something beautiful if you let him. And that's the key. You have to seek him. And as you seek him, he will open your eyes to opportunities even in your circumstances. He will open your eyes to how he's using the circumstance for your good. And it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And what's really interesting, specifically in this passage, is that Joseph was able to see from his brother's responses to him the first two times they came to Egypt before they knew who he was, that they had repented of their sins. And because of their repentance and Joseph's kingdom perspective and forgiveness, reconciliation was able to take place. So beautiful, guys. He had every reason to be bitter and angry. And he chose to forgive. And when they showed repentance... He gladly stepped into reconciliation with them. And that's an important thing to note. Not for this video. I have a whole video about how to apologize properly, and that probably would be a good place to start with this concept. But this idea that reconciliation requires two things. 
It requires the person who offended, the person who sinned, to repent. And the person who was sinned against, the person who was hurt, to forgive. And then true reconciliation can happen where relationships are fully restored. Full reconciliation and restoration cannot happen if both of those are not in alignment. And that's really crucial to understand. And I'm going to have to do a whole video on that because that's a whole video's worth of information right there that I can go into. Um, but if you are interested in knowing more about this, I highly, highly recommend that you watch my video um, on how to make a sincere apology because that is a fantastic uh, starting place for learning reconciliation. So I'm just going to pop that in there about that. Um, anyway, but because of their repentance and Joseph's kingdom perspective, true reconciliation was able to take place. Like that's just beautiful. So, but how does that work for us? Right? Okay. So going back to the kingdom perspectives and what I was talking about a minute ago, but here's the deal. Sometimes the bleakest of circumstances, we can be going through really, really hard circumstances, but even in those circumstances, they are the setup for the Lord to work through us if we let him. We, you have to kind of dip before you can soar. And so the valleys, the challenges, that is where the Lord refines us. That is where the Lord works with us and where we have the opportunity to really press in to relationship with the Lord that will sustain us no matter what. And those valleys, those challenges. That's where we're refined. And so that is the setup. That's where we get to, that's where the Lord is working in us to prepare us for him to work through us, to prepare us for our sphere of influence to be expanded, to prepare us to bless more people than we could possibly imagine. Joseph had no idea when he was being sold into slavery, when he was working for Potiphar, that he was one day going to be the right-hand man of the Pharaoh, that he was going to be second only to Pharaoh in power in the land. When he was in prison, he had no idea that one day he would save the lives not only of his family, but of nations of people. He had no idea. All he knew was that God had made him a promise. Before he was ever sold into slavery, God gave him a dream and told him, that he would be in a position of power and authority. All he knew was that he needed to be faithful where he was and that he needed to lean into God for the strength to get through the day. See, we can miss the opportunities that God has for us in the desert, in slavery, in bondage, when we're dealing with the hard thing, when we're dealing with working for someone we don't want to work for, when we're dealing with being in a position where we feel stuck. There's always, always, no matter what your circumstances, there is always an opportunity for growth, 
an opportunity to dig deeper into the Lord, an opportunity to develop your relationship with him better, an opportunity to grow and allow God to refine you, to prune away the things that do not honor him. There is always opportunity, no matter what. But you can miss those opportunities. You can miss those opportunities if you stay stuck in bitterness, if you stay stuck in resentment, or even discontentment, even in maybe you're not bitter, maybe you're not resentful, but maybe you're just wishing you were somewhere else. Even discontentment will blind us to the opportunity of our circumstances. Because bitterness, resentment, and discontentment are the opposite of faith building. It is gratitude. It is acceptance. It is peace. It is trust. It is forgiveness. Those are the things that lead to faith and deeper relationship with the Lord. So if we want to be able to see these opportunities, because you know what? Being able to see the opportunity for growth and joy and peace in the midst of a really crappy circumstance is hard and it requires kingdom perspective. It requires the Lord to give you spiritual eyes for you to be able to see that. And so what we have to do is we need to be consistently seeking the Lord and asking him to give us spiritual eyes to see our circumstances from his perspective. To give us eyes and, and curiosity to see what does this make possible? God, what are you trying to do? God, what are you wanting to work out in me? How are you wanting to grow me? What does this circumstance make possible? That is what we're doing. That is what we have to do if we want spiritual eyes. So how do we apply this? Well, I encourage you to get a journal and paper, pen and paper, and journal what circumstances, what circumstances are you facing right now where you're tempted to sink into anger, bitterness, resentment, discontentment, or another negative attitude and to stay stuck? What circumstances are you looking at right now where you feel that way, where you're, where you're having a hard time? Journal that. Think about that. Take it to God. I want you to journal. Well, I want you to journal your response. What, what the circumstances, what are the circumstances that are, that are leading you to feel that way? Write down how you feel and then take it to the Lord. Ask him to give you spiritual eyes to see the circumstance from his perspective. Ask him to refine you. Now here's the deal. This takes so much humility, guys. It takes humility because you have to be willing to submit it to the Lord. You have to be willing to let him work. So this is your challenge is to do that. Take the circumstance that you're struggling with, where you're struggling with bitterness, resentment, anger, whatever it is. Take it to the Lord. Ask him to give you his perspective on it and then have the humility and the courage to act on whatever he shows you. Because he might show you something that you don't want to see. 
He might. He might show you that you need to change. He might. He might show you that you've been sinning in an area. He might show you things that need to be pruned out of your life. And if you want your circumstances to change, if you want to experience peace and joy, you need to let him. You need to let him. You need to let him prune you. You need to obey him. That is the only way to experience true peace and joy and to be a tree, a vine that bears good fruit. And that's what we're called to be as Christians is vines that bear good fruit, the fruit of the spirit. And that, and that only happens if we prune the bad fruit away, if we remove the, the bad fruit so that it's not taking away the nutrients from the good fruit. After you've done that, after you've taken that circumstance to the Lord and allowed him to work in your heart and open your eyes to the spiritual perspective, start thinking about how does it look how does looking at your circumstance from God's perspective help adjust and alter your attitude towards your circumstance. It's amazing when God opens our eyes to the things he's doing, it helps us keep a good attitude about it because we have the hope and the perspective of being able to see, oh, this is what God's doing. It's awesome. So that is my challenge for you, friends, is that you would take your circumstances to the Lord and ask him to give you spiritual perspective on it consistently. It's a daily choice. See, we have to daily choose to walk in faith. We have to daily choose to walk out our faith, to act out what we believe. So friends, I challenge you to start doing that and to walk in that faith of belief and know God is going to fulfill his promises. And the faster you align with him in obedience and humility, the more joy, peace, and even fun you're going to have on the journey, really. So that's all I have for you today, friends. I hope this was a blessing to you. If this was an encouragement, a blessing, or even a kick in the pants, please share it with your friends. Give me a like or a comment um, and share with me what you learned. I love reading through your comments and seeing the things you've learned. If you have any questions, please also share those because I love being able to engage with you in the comments with responses to your questions or even being uh, put together a video in response to the questions you ask. So if you ask a question that I do a video in response to, you'll get a shout out. So pop those questions if you have any and have a wonderful day, my friends.